All right, hello and welcome back to the Domino Universe. I'm Curtis. I'm Jesse. And today we're going to be talking about how to, or kind of how not to, make money on YouTube. But Curtis, I thought making YouTube videos was just a hobby. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought you could make billions and billions of dollars on YouTube. Let's find out together. Yeah. The One of the most, and I've talked about this in a previous episode, but one of the most, like, uh, wanted jobs for kids these days mm-hmm. is to be a youtuber um, because they know that you can at least use it as a career or make a career out of it but i get a lot of questions from people about like how that's a thing or what that means um so today we've found one of those people that is really good at asking these sorts of questions because uh jesse how much do you know about like how i make a living <laughs> Uh, pretty much nothing yeah i i mean i i know what you do in making the videos and uh i know that there are people who sponsor you the patrons on patreon which all the listeners should check out and i know that there are ads involved and i know there are sponsorships involved but i don't really know how all of those things fit together (laughs) and turn into a you know a cohesive picture yeah uh so yeah we're gonna kind of dive into that today um, the overview of that is that generally people that make YouTube content, YouTube creators, they have three broad categories of making an income. One is the people, the thing that people first think of usually, which is YouTube ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get into that. There can be a couple different ways of doing that. Another is some sort of patronage where your viewers actually outright just send you money. Um, often in return for different rewards. And then the last is a bunch of odds and ends, like selling merchandise or giving talks, which is not really directly through YouTube, usually. Um, I wanted to first start with talking about Patreon. Sounds good. Uh, Yeah, Jesse's a patron. I am. I've been sponsoring you for a while, and I received some awesome rewards yeah it's been oh thank you very much it's been it's been awesome having having patreon um partly because like obviously obviously it has allowed me to fund a lot of the work that i do but also it's this wonderful community which is so nice um i guess we should explain what patreon is to start i guess so do you want me to take a crack at that yeah yeah fill in the blanks yeah so i don't know if there's anything that preceded patreon but um I suppose there were creators who had set up, you know, individual, like you'd have to create their own system for, for people giving them small amounts of money for uh, each project that they create. But Patreon sort of does all of that work for you. Uh, it's been around for a number of years now. And it's, uh, so it's a subscription service. And maybe you can fill in some of the blanks. I believe there are different models of it. You can either subscribe to someone where you give them a set amount of money per month, week, year, whatever, like a time-based thing, or a project-based patronage where you might, for example, say, every time I put out a video, all of my patrons give me a dollar or, or whatever they set for, for that. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, or is yeah, it yeah. only the time-based thing? No, you're, you're totally right. So depending on... And that's the thing that the creator gets to decide when they set up their Patreon page. Right. They can decide to do it per project, per video, or whatever they're making, or on a monthly basis. Right. Um, I've chosen on a monthly basis because sometimes I make projects that take me two months and then sometimes I just put out a quick video mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I should charge people the same for right. those. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And also some, since sometimes it takes me multiple months to make a, make a video, I'm like still working on them 
both those months, right? Yeah. But anyway. And then the people who, who subscribe as patrons can choose how much they want to contribute each month or each project. And for most creators, there are incentive levels. So like if you hit this, this benchmark, you get... Uh, I'll mention your name in my podcast or I'll send you a t-shirt or you get your picture on this special website for shade balls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You get some interesting artifact from a, a video that I've created. Yeah. Or dominoes. I used to give away dominoes. I have a million year domino from wow. the, the actual domino universe. Jesse video. is now a millionaire in terms of time. Oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can get, so on my Patreon, actually I'm, I, so I used to give away different things as a part of a greater project to reduce the amount of like physical stuff involved in my projects. I've been, I no longer, I've gone completely mailless. Mm. Uh, so paperless for my, for my channel and for my Patreon. So I no longer send out dominoes, but the, the OG patrons have, many of them have dominoes. I didn't realize it was so exclusive. I yeah. feel extra yeah. special now. Yeah, there was only like 13,799 mm -hmm. and now they're even harder to get. <laughs> yeah. If you want one of those really rare dominoes, it's, it's a struggle now. So uh, anyway, hmm. um, yeah, so you're, you're right in all, I think like everything that you said, Patron, Patreon is this weird thing too, because in it, at its base, like people have been patrons of the arts for like thousands of years. Yeah. Right. And then there was this weird gap where there was all these internet creators and no real easy way to fund them. Right. Um, so like the first several years of YouTube, people were making money from YouTube ads and sometimes people were selling, selling products through YouTube, but there was no real way for the creators to directly, like directly su get supported by their viewers, which is bizarre, really. You know, the interesting thing is in the in the long ago past when patrons were, were more of a thing, art was kind of ephemeral, right? Like if you have a, a musical performance, if you're not there to listen to it in person, you've missed it. So someone has to pay the musicians to whatever, come to their palace and, and play a concert. Same with, you know, a painting. You make a painting and there's one of them and someone has to has to fund the artist in, in doing that. And then we went through a period of time after the Industrial Re Revolution-ish when we have mass production and we can, we can sort of immortalize artistic works in a form that most people are able to enjoy. So you can buy a, a record and listen to music and that's how the general public supported artists is buying these physical media products. And now we're coming out of that era, or we have come out of that era, where things are mass consumable, but not in a purchasable physical item. And it's uh, it's really interesting how we're dealing with that and sort of going back to the old-fashioned patron system, except now it's it's sort of spread out and massive. It's it's a neat evolution. Yeah, yeah. It's also it's also wild because we're in this entirely new in terms of like the economics of media production. We're in this entirely new playing field and companies like YouTube are having to kind of figure out how to navigate that on the fly, hmm. right? I mean, in terms of like people, people are taking advantage of the system, right? You can get sure. like companies that have a bunch of channels that post really bad videos that are clickbaity that right. people click on that, you know, rank up, you know, that get a whole bunch of ad revenue from it, but yeah. isn't really contributing anything meaningful to the platform. And like, how do you, you know, becomes a problem for small creators as they get demonetized. And 
you know, then it, there's these things like Patreon, which can help out. But anyway, yeah. it's kind of a, a chaotic field right now. Like sure. Patreon is, is only a few years old, really. I think it's, well, it's like a decade, maybe less than a decade old. Okay. Um, but on the grand scheme of things or on the age of the internet, that's still really young. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these things are really evolving to like day to day, which mm-hmm. is kind of wild to be like just riding that wave and seeing like, I wonder if, you know, a lot of YouTubers are like, I wonder if I'll get demonetized, which means... I won't have YouTube ads anymore. Right. And like, they don't know. It just might happen at any point. Yeah. Or like, I wonder if Patreon recently changed a bunch of their platform and like, you know, they could change a bunch of things at any point. And like, it's not really up to me. Right. Yeah. Um, Do they stay in business, but like, do they take a fraction of, of everything that's their business model? Yeah. That's, that's how they operate. So I should know offhand, but I actually forget what percentage of it is. Okay. Uh, goes to Patreon to keep it running. It's not, it's non-negligible. It's like a a few percent. Yeah. Um, and I, I respect that. Like, I mean, without Patreon, there'd be no real other way for me to do that. So sometimes people do send, uh, send me money through like direct through paypal which you can do uh, through my mm. website um i've actually someone sent me like a fraction of litecoin like a cryptocurrency once oh, which neat. is kind of neat um in theory you can even like pay me in dogecoin but i mean the, the things about that it's like cool and i appreciate it and it's awesome but it's also like not a really sustainable way to make an income right because yeah. you might get like some it can fluctuate hugely. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. It's very volatile. Um, Do you want to read out your uh, twenty-digit hashed Dogecoin wallet public key? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's if any if anyone listening actually knows how cryptocurrencies at least are transferred, you end up with these huge wallet keys that are garbled gook for humans, but yeah. computers like them. Um, but I'll spare all of you that. <laughs> However. Um, Jesse, you just like kind of touched on this. I recently changed my Patreon tiers. Right. So at different levels of support, um, my patrons get different rewards. And I recently updated them so there's no more paper, no more mail. But now when uh, patrons support me at $3 a month or more, I'm going to, we are going to read out their names um, on this show. So... The thing is, I've had Patreon for 14 months now, mm-hmm. and so there's over 100 patrons, mm-hmm. which is a lot of names. <laughs> so we're going to actually, and of those only, uh, I think 60, let's see, I have the list here, 65 of them are in the three or more dollar pledge. I'm going to go and read all the names right now however i should tell the listeners it's i I think i can do it in a minute i'm gonna try to do it in a minute okay and uh we're not gonna do this every episode i'm just going to give the name update so usually it'll be like one or zero names (laughs) well let's hope that people listening now get excited and maybe we can have one more episode with a flood of new patrons at the three dollar or more level fingers crossed okay so i'm just going to read these in the chronological order um for which they joined do you want to time me? I wonder if we can set a timer. Sure. Okay, we're going to do it. Oh, set a timer on my phone. Yeah, set a timer. See, should, I, should I provide do it, do some it. background music? Do a countdown timer. I'll, I'll add some music in post. Um, oh, which okay. is like, yeah. Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> That's okay. All right, uh, so we want to do a 60-second timer? Let's, let's see if I can do it. Okay. Okay, I'll ready? hide the timer from you. Three, two, one, begin. Bradley Banks, Dave Bowdy, Dominic Schmidt, Adrian Curry, Nicole Bowdy, Diane Meisner, Brenda Bowdy, Jesse, Mitchell Gray, 
Jennifer Kirky, Kasia Stepien, Hudson Crombean, Gregory Bowdy, Greg Bowdy, Martin, Martin, oh, I can't, can't say his last name, DeRidge, that's horrible, sorry, Martin, Laura McDonald, Byron, sorry, Brian, I should make the font bigger, Brian Elliott, Kyle Madruga, Casper Smits, Victor Guadard, Alexandre Dufournet, Dufournet, Matt Curry, Jeff Campbell, Oliver, the timer is making my heart race. Oh no. Oliver Cooster, Jonathan Hiller, Hiller, Hilleret, I'm so sorry. Jan Simonek, um, Ewan, just Ewan, Ethan Snyder, Florian Fries, Ben Lovelady, Lovelady, Benjamin Armstrong, Jonas, oh, time. I only got Ooh. through half of them. Okay, wait, I want to do. We'll try again. No, I'm gonna. I'll just keep going. We'll keep going, but it's, you did not meet your did not meet, benchmark. I, I feel like I just got. I'm not used to operating under pressure without any practice. It's okay. We'll turn the timer off. Okay. Take a breath. Okay. So th- thanks to firstly thanks to those 32 names that I made it through so far. Um, many of them have been supporting me for like over a year, and that's amazing. Um, I also want to say, <laughs> I used to. I want to. I just saw this name recently and thought it's kind of funny. I used to have on my Patreon. So well, okay. There's a few things. First, everybody that supports me on Patreon gets to put a single drop in Sir Stabbington every single month. Yes. Um, and that was like used to be kind of funny because it was like 10, 10 drops in a month, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. And now there's like a hundred and seven of them that pour in, and yep. it's all like it happened yesterday, and it's like a tick 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 tick. tick. Oh, and it's like, all at like, once. It's all at once on oh. on noon on the first of the month. Um, <laughs> But anyway, and I also used to have a screen that showed all the names of my patrons. Mm-hmm. And uh, this person, Jan Simonek, has a, their last name has a, a Karen. I looked it up. It's like a little squiggle above the S. Yeah. And the screen, which is like a, you know, tiny little LCD display, couldn't display it. And it like garbled my whole thing. And like, it looked like such a, because ma- it's all automated, right? And it just like couldn't read the thing. Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. If you um, want to crash an L- LCD display. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, if you want to, if you want to hack into, but anyway, it's, it's, I no longer have the screen, but just a funny side note. You know what? I we spent should... a long time trying to get it to display that character. <laughs> We should do this again in the future and see if you can get that time down to a minute. And do some practicing. I think I think if I practiced it, I might be able to. All right. All right. Well, let's let's yeah, thank okay. the rest of so your patrons. I got to thirty-two. Okay. Um, Jonas, some. I gotta also make the font bigger Good so that idea. I can actually see it. Let's do this. Oh, maybe I can. Not with one hand. I'm holding the mic, you guys. Okay, I'm just gonna keep going. Jonas, some. Samminica, Christopher Davies, Brian Sherry, Wolfgang Bernecker, um, Marius K, Trevor Colasso, I think that just says Skeletor. Skeletor. Um, which is awesome. Neil, uh, Peter McKinter, Alfredo MS, Roberto, Sean Conant, Sonki Schluter, I apologize if that's wrong, Jonathan you want to try that? Skoronek. Skoronek. Thank you. Keegan Morris. Yuchkong Lee. Yuchkong Lee. Gary Wee. Uh, Morgan. Maya Sealander. Bro91. That's pronounceable and fun. John, John Lombard. Neftala, Neftali. Craig Laurier. Laurer. 
Lyman, P. Hurd, Sebastian, oh, we're six uh, to eight away. Sebastian Jaskuzer, Jaskuzer, Smooth Gefixed, Michael Landladen, Landladen, yes, Michael Mitchell, Mitchell Landladen, yes, thank you, Sebastian Pinager, uh, Christus Stein, Stichen, Stichen, Christus Stichen, Maria Smick, Tyler Mly, Craig Guy, David Durant, and Zohar Singer. Thank you, everyone. Made it through. Thanks for listening to all those names, too. We won't do, again, we won't be doing this as a big list in the future, but it's amazing, like, having that. (laughs) It's so many people. And that's not even all of my patrons, right? That's all of the $3 or more. And sometimes overwhelming when I'm like, you know, if I'm I'm ever having a down bummer day, because some days it's hard for everybody, right? I just like, yeah, you know, no one cares about my content. It doesn't matter. And then I'm like, wait, no, there's like a hundred people that not only like are caring and watching, but they're also like there to motivate me. And like, they're literally backing my work with my, with their wallets, which is just like so encouraging. It's unbelievable. That's phenomenal. Thanks everyone. Thank you. Um, So yeah, that's Patreon. Um, There's also other forms of being patrons to YouTube channels, not to mine, but uh there's things like YouTube memberships, which okay. is, uh, you might see this on some channels sometimes. I think it says the word sponsor underneath. Okay. And you can like, it's just like Patreon, except it's through YouTube. Is that the YouTube premium? That's different. Oh, okay. Um, it's This one is very similar to Patreon, except that since it's on YouTube, you can get like YouTube commenter flares and weird things. Um, then YouTube premium is this whole other thing um which is kind of mind-blowing in a lot of ways uh because they really tried it's came out as as youtube red years ago right i remember that yeah what do you what do you think what do you first let's get the like yeah jesse doesn't know but maybe he does well i mean i i do watch a lot of youtube stuff and i i'm sort of familiar with it only from the viewer's perspective and i'm not a youtube premium member but my understanding is so i remember when youtube red came out it seemed like the idea was youtube would start creating some highly funded shows uh like vsauce had a show um and it would almost be like a Netflix model where they would be creating custom premium content that you could subscribe to. And I know that there's something to do with YouTube really wants to encourage watch time as the metric. So I believe with YouTube premium now, rather than focusing on creating their own custom content, they're, so YouTube premium members, their watch time is tracked and their, their money that they're paying for YouTube premium gets distributed to video creators uh, according to the watch time. Which is interesting. It's not which videos did you watch. It's how much time did you spend on these creators' videos. Yeah. And in theory, it's... Yeah, that's exactly right. It's going from the people... It's going directly to the people you are watching. Yeah. In in, in theory, at least. Which is cool. Um, There's also... One of the best things about YouTube Red or now YouTube Premium is that there's no ads when you're watching. Right. right? Yeah, sure. Um, Which is cool. I, I think in... In theory, it's great because it allows for people that are like, personally, I hate ads. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't want to watch ads. I would love to be able to support YouTube creators without having to watch ads. Mm-hmm. So you, in theory, can do this with YouTube Premium. But there's a thing that I only realized this year 
about YouTube Premium, which is kind of like a catch-22. And it's that, so earlier this year, I removed all my YouTube ads from all my videos. And we'll talk about that in a little, in a, in a bit. But I removed all my ads. And now, whenever you someone with YouTube Premium watches my videos, I don't get any of the money. Oh, so it's only an incentive if they're getting the ad-free experience. Right. On top of, yeah, okay. Which is to me, like kind of a bummer not because i mean i used to make very little as a percentage from uh from youtube premium viewers so to give you some sense i actually looked at some of the numbers uh you typically get 0.00007 cents per average view from youtube premium youtube premium so it's really really low um which would mean that if I, for example, if I got a million views, I'd probably get somewhere around $73 from premium viewers. So it's tiny. Huh. Um, and I think that's largely just because there's not a lot of premium viewers. Okay. But um, since I'm not monetized anymore, since I've, I've decided to take off my YouTube ads, I don't get any of that. Which is weird because like the main reason I would like to, to be a YouTube premium member is so that there are fewer ads in the world. Right. But like, I can't support the viewers. I can't do that and simultaneously support viewers that are also agreeing with that. Yeah. And have removed ads from their channel. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know it until like a month ago when I, re- or a couple months ago when I realized like I wasn't making any YouTube premium yeah. at all, which huh. is an odd decision. I mean, from, from YouTube's perspective, it's like, they just want to, I don't know. I, it's, it's odd. You think that they would be able to do it? Well, certainly YouTube would like to, I mean, the cynical business side of things, YouTube would like to encourage all creators to monetize their videos because YouTube's getting a taste of that. For sure. But you would think that they would also be like, oh, it's okay if you, you know, it's okay if you don't put ads on your channel as long as you're encouraging more premium viewers. Yeah. You'd think that that would be a trade-off they'd be be making. But anyway, they don't and that's fine. No, no, no hate. It's all good. Um, but I guess I can move right in from there to talking about YouTube ads. Sure. Um, YouTube ads don't seem to be relevant to most people because also because there's ad blockers now. Yep. Um, and I understand the desire to use an ad blocker. I can say that first and foremost. Um, but in terms of making enough money to run a channel or to make a living... You can get like a decent amount from YouTube ads, though they're definitely not the like bread and butter for most people. Mm. So I did some some rummaging around through my old statistics. I used to make around seventeen or sorry, point one seven cents, so like a fraction of a penny per mm-hmm. view. Um, but still at that rate, I've got so let's say this year I've had I've had six million views, um, which is a, a, like mind blowing to me. But if that was all uh, if I had monetized that, I would have probably made around ten thousand US dollars, hmm. which is like that's that's yeah, nothing to sneeze which is at. Nothing that's, to sneeze yeah. at, right? Um, so, like, if you're a creator and you are getting a lot of views and a lot of watch time, then yeah, you can you can you can make quite a bit of money from from just the ads alone. The thing about the ads are I, I don't have any say over what ads get shown. Yeah, so. Hmm. One of my friends was like proudly telling me how they like they want to support the work I do and they watch my 
they were watching one of my videos and they left the ads on so that I would get the ad revenue from it. And this is before I removed the ads. And he was like, yeah. And they showed me like a Budweiser beer ad and like hmm. some like ads. Like I don't, I don't like, I don't drink beer and I definitely don't like Budweiser and I don't hmm. want that to be advertised. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so anyway, I removed my ads as a way to like hopefully reduce the amount of stuff that people are buying that they don't need to. Um, but Yeah. That's that. And then there's so many other ways. So many things. This is like, this is a bit of a tricky conversation because I think that it's easy to forget that every single YouTuber is has a different platform for like yeah. what they're making their living through. It seems kind of Wild West. Like it's a, it's a career that a lot of kids are really excited about. It's a lot of people are doing some interesting creative things. And we're still, all the creators as a community are figuring out what the model is going to look like. It may, you know, 10 years from now, it may settle down into a single picture that looks similar for everyone. And frankly, like 6 million views seems like that should be generating a little bit more than, I mean, you know, $10,000 is, is uh, a nice chunk of money, but 6 million views is a lot of people reached. Yeah. And in any other platform, you know, if you were creating television content that got 6 million views or a radio show that had 6 million listeners, you'd be making a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be quite a bit more. It used yeah. to be like maybe 10 times that. Okay. Like a few, just a few years ago. Huh. Um and it's a long story but like youtube has had this battle ongoing battle with um with ad blockers sure and with because i mean most most of my view most of my viewers have ad blocker on sure. right do you get that stat yeah i think you can i think you can actually see that stat that's, which is really interesting that's fascinating um i'll say i usually watch youtube videos through my television because mm-hmm. i've got like a smart android tv that does not have an ad blocker so most of my YouTube, I'm watching full ads. Yeah. And I got to say, it's not that bad. It can, I mean, it can and can't. It depends, right? Like, I totally understand your... Like, I don't like advertising either. I'm saying, like, given that they are ads... Yeah. You know, I used to watch TV when I was younger. I'm old enough to remember television. And the comparison, it like, even if you're watching the full ads, and sometimes you can skip the ads partway through, um, but the the ads are just a fraction of the time in YouTube compared to like television, which takes ad breaks every 10 minutes and the ad break is four or five minutes long. At least like now, and I, don't, I shouldn't say at least, I don't know if this is better or worse, but the ads can be specialized more to the viewer. Right? Sure. I get a lot of local ads for yeah. like small local businesses and, and uh, some public service announcement kind of ads like from the city that I live in. And yeah, yeah I'd say overall it's a, a relatively painless experience although the I get the philosophical argument of not yeah. wanting ads in general that totally makes sense yeah um anyway so <laughs> yeah so that's ads I feel like I've covered that mostly sure yeah I, I'm satisfied okay great yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay Jesse is today our very average yeah we were trying to look this up earlier there's like a Socratic Socratic dialogue yeah which is where one person knows the things and one person asks all the questions yep there's a character i couldn't remember the name in in plato's dialogues with socrates it's often like the the format is socrates is the expert who's teaching his conversation partner and the conversation partner often has a like a funny name funny to our modern ears but it's like ignorantio or something hilariously today we are both ignorantio when it comes to philosophy yeah. so neither of us know if you do know please leave a comment because um, we actually looked and couldn't find that <laughs> out but yeah fill us in yeah philosophy folks yeah okay so that's uh youtube ads 
uh, it is the Wild West, too, in terms of who gets monetized and who doesn't. Um, I know some channels that just can't put ads on their videos because of some weird copyright claim that didn't make sense. And they it's like they're on they try to get, you know, they try to get across to YouTube and ask for their ads to be put back in. And it's all just like talking to robots. So can be a little wild. The biggest way from I, th I think for most creators to actually make revenue um, in terms of like direct I should say ad placements mm -hmm. is through sponsorships. Um, so if you are a channel of a certain size, usually once you've had somewhere between 10,000 to 100,000 sub uh, subscribers, you start getting emails from companies being like, mm -hmm. we want to put our product in your video, or we want you to talk about our website. And, you know, we have a website building platform called Squarespace or whatever it is. And you will... You know, they'll pay you some money to Squarespace say... Squarespace is not a sponsor of this episode. Yeah, we don't have any sponsors on this podcast. Come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, but they'll pay you some money. They'll, they'll pay their creator some amount of, of money to talk about their product or their brand for 45 seconds or a minute. So um, this is really interesting. You say it's usually the company that reaches out to the creator? Yeah, it can go both ways. Um, I, I would have suspected it would have to be creators like getting out there, you know... What do they call it? Uh, Getting on their soapbox and there's and an expression out. like uh, grinding shoe leather or something yeah. like that. You know, like just going out and hustling and, and yeah. telling, selling themselves. I've got this many listeners. Would you please sponsor my videos? But it's the other way around, I've, which I guess makes sense. It's both. It's definitely okay. a bit of both. I mean, I am a very strong advocate for going and doing the hustle and finding the people. Yeah. Um, mainly because well, there's a couple reasons. One. Um, like my first sponsor was Buns, mm -hmm. and I love I love Buns. Mm -hmm. They're a company that uh, they're again not sponsoring this, but I still want to tell people about them all the sure. time. Basically, uh, you can find stuff in, that you own that you no longer want, and then go and post it to this website slash app called Buns B U N Z, and in return, you can go and find stuff on there that you actually need, and you can go and meet up with people and make trades. It's kind of like Craigslist, except there's no money. Um, anyway, I love buns, use it all the time. I reached out to them and was and said, I have this video that I think would be really good to talk about buns in. Do you want to sponsor it? Hmm. I think the reason that people, there's a couple of reasons. One, uh, the, the reasons that people should reach out to sponsors. One, like you, even smaller creators can get sponsorships if they actually go and ask. And also hmm. it can be really like relevant to your channel. I think a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, this brand reached out to me. So like, I don't really care what they, what they're about, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to push their snake oil or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've been trying to be really like thoughtful about the companies that I work with. And hmm. I, I think that that's at its best. Like, I, I feel like I can ethically stand by all the companies that I've, I've gave shout outs to. Something else that surprised me is the involvement of the sponsors in the in the created products. I would have suspected. Now I know that there are some. I listen to a lot of podcasts and 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 that sort of thing with with common sponsors like Squarespace. There are a bunch of others. Stamps.com again, not a sponsor of this episode. And I would have assumed that those services go to whatever, a podcast, and say, we would like to sponsor 10 episodes, whatever. The next 10 episodes will give you X amount of money, and you mention us in each one, and that would be it. The next 10 episodes, there's an ad. But it seems like, from from talking to you and, and learning about some of your sponsors, 
it's like content specific. You have to tell them about the video you're making and like, and they have some involvement and back and forth. And yeah. I, I'm surprised that there is a person working at these companies whose job it is to like really manage their sponsorships at that level of detail. So it depends, right? Um, sure. For like, there's two extremes. One is like buns, for example. Uh, they, and I'm, I'm talking about them strictly because I really love working with them and it's been a wonderful experience. Um, but with them, I'm just like, Hey, I have this weird video idea. I'm going to not touch plastic for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about your thing. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, cool. Uh, yep. We agree on a price and then that's it. And like, they just, they just trust me. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole conversation. And then there's times where it's like 30 or 40 emails back and forth with like some part of a script just and, and they don't change like my science content or the rest of my video yeah. just the part where i'm talking about their product or their brand um but we go back and forth and make some edits on that and we have a phone call and so on and often that's also when there's a third party involved so there's usually like a large company that will operate through a marketing agency so there's like a broker who does that specific management okay. yeah exactly and so i'm going back and forth through some third party and it's like it's, it can be pretty involved okay um i've actually been finding recently that like it's a lot of work and it's a lot of stress and i don't always think that i think sometimes it can subtract or detract from from my content yeah um because like it can sometimes kind of feel like you're shoehorning you know some placement in there even if it's like something that i really like it might not fit with the video right right um but so so i have like taken a step back and i'm going fully on patreon for the next few months that's mm. my plan but it's kind of hard to also pass up on sponsors because unlike youtube ads where you might make you know ten thousand dollars for six million views with like a single sponsorship video i mean you can charge anywhere from like two hundred dollars to you know, if you think it's going to get like a hundred thousand views, you might charge a thousand dollars. Or if you think it's going to get a million views, you might charge like fifteen thousand dollars for a single minute-long sponsorship. Yeah. Um, which is like you know a few of those, and you've made a living for the year, or yeah. you've you know paid off all your expenses. Um, my goal right now, and I can say this outright, is like. I'm not really trying to make a bunch of money on YouTube or I would have YouTube ads and I would do all of the sponsorships. Yeah. Um, but I am like trying to pay for at the very least pay for my expenses. Um, cause some of my projects, like I was just looking at my, just looking at my expenses from last year. I spent like two and a half thousand dollars on the Curtis in a jar project mm -hmm. and like one and a half on my bike trip to Saskatchewan to measure the earth. They're like not cheap. Like it's not like I'm just like talking in front of the camera, right? So I need like some sort of a some sort of funding to cover that. Um but like I don't know, we'll see. I'm gonna try to do it through Patreon and fingers crossed. Um I mean they've been so supportive. We'll see if I can we'll see what we'll see what happens. No guarantees on anything. <laughs> Sounds like a win 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 kind yeah. of situation. It's it's direct, you know, people choosing to support. Yeah. 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 And it's been fun. Like I'm, I'm hoping that we can do, I, I want to be doing more interactions with my patrons. So you'll be hearing more about them in, uh, on this podcast or in, in future, in future videos, actually for this podcast, there's a going to be a, there is a tier in Patreon now. So I think it's $5 or more where anyone that signs up for that gets the reward of 
they just get to ask us a question. So if you're a listener and you want to ask us a question, you can just do that uh, through Patreon and we will answer it to the best of our abilities here. And if you're a listener, you know that sometimes we could spend a lot of time answering a single question. It could turn <laughs> yeah. into a whole episode. Yeah, it might. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do that, ch just check us out on, on Patreon. Also, one big thing for a lot of creators that I haven't touched on at all because it's really not that big of a thing for me is a lot of creators will just make a big part of their living through selling merchandise, like selling t-shirts with their name on it right. or selling posters um, or selling books. Like if you're an author, yep. like Hank and John Green are two of the like early OG YouTubers, yep. they must make a lot of money through selling books. They have like oh, bestseller books and that's... I mean, they push that on on their site, yeah. on their on their uh, in their videos, and that's awesome. But I don't really sell things either, so that's not a part of what I do. But um, and then the last thing, which has been uh, part of it for me, is giving talks, which is something I really like doing. I just, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I feel like maybe like most YouTube creators, I like attention. It's good to be on stage. <laughs> it's fun, and it's also like nice to interact in real time with people. So yeah, uh, and depending on what that gig is, maybe you make hundred dollars maybe you make a, a few thousand dollars if it's a big enough speaking engagement um but anyway cool yeah before we go we always like to give shout outs to different people different creators uh on the internet mm -hmm. today i want to talk about anace dawson who runs a youtube channel called draw curiosity um i want to talk about her specifically because I've been her patron for a long time on Patreon. Nice. So I thought it was a good lead-in. Uh, she's excellent. She is a wonderful science communicator and officially a doctor. She just, just graduated. Um, and she was studying the biomechanics of insect flight. Though she does all sorts of science videos. Sometimes she's talking about the rover that went to Mars. And she like actually went and visited one of them, like one of the models. Uh, and then sometimes she's talking about like, yeah, how what if what if Santa actually... Like, what would the science of Santa's reindeers be? Oh, cool. And like, it's really, she's really fun and lighthearted and super positive. Uh, yeah. So check her out. That's Anace Dawson. Her YouTube channel and her Patreon are Draw Curiosity. And yeah. Any other questions? I think you've painted a pretty uh, comprehensive picture of what the, what the funding landscape looks yeah. like. Uh, okay. One other quick question. Everything you've talked about so far is very platform specific. It's all YouTube. Um, is there any model for doing video creation that isn't stuck to YouTube? Like, would you ever go to Vimeo and, you know what I mean? Or some of these other, does anyone do that? Right now, very few people are really managing to do that. There's Instagram and now there's IGTV. And I'm oh, actually okay. putting more time into Instagram just because I want to diversify. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can like load videos that are up to 10 minutes long on Instagram now. Um, though for most of those other platforms, they're all so, or there's like TikTok, which is also similar. Usually these are very short form content. Mm. Um, there's Patreon, sorry, there's not Patreon. There's, there's podcasts and people get sponsorships in podcasts and right. patrons in podcasts. But for a lot of these things, they're so new that people are still, it's even more of a wild west. People are still figuring it out. So, so like the educational YouTube community that you're a part of. I know there's also Twitch is a, a thing mm -hmm. people do, the live streaming. Um, but for the educational YouTube community, it's pretty much exclusively YouTube. Yeah, that's from, from what I see. And there's a few actually, there's a few other sites that are just starting to pop up that okay. are... Um, that are like subscription based only. So mm. you can only go on mm. the site and watch the content. 
um, by paying a subscription service. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think all of those are pretty small. I mean, at the end of the day, the fact that YouTube will host all of this, these billions and billions of hours of content yeah. for free for anyone. Yeah. That's like, that costs a lot. I don't know what their server charges, like what they pay for their servers are, but it's like a it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's not a simple endeavor to just start a company like this. So, yeah. Well, we should talk about that in another episode. We'll talk about the YouTube algorithm and sort of the back end of YouTube. I think that would be an interesting topic as well. Yeah, for sure. I want to leave off by saying, and I don't know if I made this explicit enough, uh, if you're looking to start a career as a YouTuber in order to make a lot of money, just don't do that. <laughs> it is not the way to make a lot of money. I mean, it's a great way to reach a lot of people, maybe to, to educate people. Um, but in terms of making making a living on it, it can be really, really hard. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, the first year of working full time on this for me, I lost thousands of dollars without even accounting my for yeah. my time. Right. Yeah. Like and I'm, and I'm now at, at the place where I'm like starting to actually be able to fund it. But um, and that was after like 12 years of making YouTube videos beforehand. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. it's it's not easy, uh, but you, if you want to do it for the love and for the passion of the thing, then I support you. You know, it's a really positive note to end on, given that YouTuber is, is the number one career choice for kids. It, you know, in a previous episode, we talked about how, oh, it's unfortunate that more kids don't want to be astronauts and that kind of thing. But the fact that it's really all about connecting with audiences and it's not about fortune you know, building a, a, a you know, earning a lot of money. It, that's kind of nice. I hope so. Yeah. Unless they're like watching the YouTube videos where people just go around giving away money because they're so wealthy. Maybe they're assuming that YouTuber is a way to make <laughs> millions. But I'm going to choose for the time being to think that the kids out there today just want to communicate. They want to reach people. I'm going to leave my lips sealed and just <laughs> nod and say, give a, give a thumbs up for optimism today and say thanks for listening. And again, thanks to all my patrons. Uh, yeah, you guys are amazing. If you want to hear your name on a future episode, you can sign up today. Yeah, thanks so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.